classic levels, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a classic level. Welcome, one and all, to episode 36. I did not have to check that. Episode 36 of our podcast. I understood that reference. We do movies, we do comics, we do games, we do everything. I'm Ross, and this is, of course, as ever, my friend. Rob, Rob, my name is Rob. You didn't say it, but I'll I'll jump in. I mean, I obviously didn't say it because I wanted you to jump in. Oh, right. <laughs> I mean, that's the kind of that's the kind of quick back and forth dynamic we oh, have yeah. in this podcast. Zip zap, zip zap, zip. You know, <laughs> zip zappity do. Already, this is what a bollishite this introduction is in classic fashion, and this, it will be a classic episode. I feel so. Probably no bad thing that I've already made a mistake. I believe you said ball of shite. Ball of yeah. shite is is where I go and what I like. <laughs> what? Oh, I had to make it work somehow. No technical problems at all. Had that to was make a it work. seamless connection to the previous clip. Amazing. <laughs> Seem. I mean, it's almost like the only thing I knew about it was that you said ball of shite, and oh. I just ran with that. Oh my god! I want to just clip the bit where you just say how much you love a ball of shite and just, I don't know, have it like as a message tone or something. Your ring, yeah, it's, your ringtone whenever I ring you. It's too reusable at this stage. That's gold. Gold. Oh, Spando Valley. So, Rob, my friend, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing all right. Yeah, like I was saying to you pre-recording, um, it's swelteringly warm in, in London. And even just already having just closed the doors and windows here to, like, make sure the sound doesn't affect this. Uh, I'm already struggling. I can, I can feel the sweat on the backs of my knees without going too graphic. <laughs> Keep go- no, keep- oh, keep going. No, it's, Tell it's, us it's, about the backs of your knees uh, and the sweat pumping down them. <laughs> it's, ah, oh, man, it's... it's Kneesy, does it? Oh, it's a warm day here. Well, it's, I guess, some people probably like this this temperature. It's like sort of low to mid-30s. Celsius, by the way, none of that Fahrenheit shite, or Fahrenheit, as I like to call it. So, hey, that was that was good. We've got here... Oh, <laughs> thanks for validating it. We've, we've got a heat wave where it doesn't get cool at night. So you're just... Oh, man. It's like just being in a steam room 24-7. And I hate steam rooms, <laughs> like like most people. So Look, As a man who was in his mid to low 30s himself, I can um, I can relate to the, to the temperature. <laughs> <laughs> How are you getting on? Um, it is also quite warm in Ireland. But look, I'm all good. I was actually just out in a in a pub there for the first time in a while. It was nice no. open open air. There was, there was no roof or anything. Uh, with one of my friends who I haven't seen in a while catching up over a beer. So it was actually quite nice. And hi to my friend Sinead, if she listens. Which I know she doesn't. Oh, well, that's <laughs> that's funny. It, 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 it's a funny thing. Anyway. We've actually been told, again, by our friend Carl, who we mentioned quite frequently. He even told us this week, the bombshell, that he doesn't even listen. He doesn't even listen to our podcast. <laughs> yeah. He's in our bingo that you can play along on our Twitter uh, and our website. We're talking about the whole time. He doesn't even realise that there's a whole episode just dedicated to him. Just hidden amongst the regular ones. That's gonna be some. That's gonna be some <laughs> land for him when he finds it out. Some discovery. Uh. Also, on foot of our talking about bingo at the moment, I actually want to say a big, huge shout out to uh, Anon. I really hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, but um, he actually did the bingo. He actually didn't. He didn't manage to get a bingo in it, which unfortunately, look, it's it's all randomized, so that happens. But oh. uh, I want to say a big shout out to him. He's he's one of the guys who posts the Culture Quest podcast. So thank you for doing the bingo. Uh, keep trying. You 100% will get it this time if you try. I think I have a funny feeling. Thank you, Anon, for participating. Sorry we let you down. Anyway, what's up next? 
next time. Look, we've got uh, absolutely lots on the agenda for today, so let's just jump on into it. Sure. Rob, first, shall we get to a... Uh, Get to some. We got a nice email for, from from a listener. Shall, shall we get to that? Yeah, get to the email. You go get it. Perfect. Because mm. this is this is going to be something that we can do, something we can enjoy, something we can hash about. So hash um, about. is from Julian, who is is a friend of mine, Jules. Actually, I was on I was on his podcast, podcast away. He said, "Hi lads, long time listener, first time emailer. Love the segment where you picked your top MCU, DC, and Fox Fox-averse X Men films." For, oh, for the record, I am more inclined to agree with Rob than Ross. Ah, there we go. Standard. You're happy now. Ah, oh, delighted. Well done, Jules. Yeah, I, I had both the Winter Soldier and the Dark Knight, but we oh. would probably have gone with the original X-Men, as in the 2000 version, as my third choice. Okay, fair. That, that's fair. At least he has the Winter Soldier in there and, look, the Dark Knight. So. And, look, the original X-Men, I can see why people would like that as a film. It's a good, it's a good like, proper dive into the superhero mix and like I, it leads the way for a very coherent and like you know there's a it, establishing it with the first one leads into a really good x2 actually which is probably why that one works so well and that uh, was before superhero films were a thing let's not forget that oh i didn't forget that that's what i was getting to but i, mean, I didn't forget it like, let's make that very clear don't edit I this out you didn't forget but <laughs> he actually poses a question to us so i think you should both create a roster of MCU X-Men in a future episode and cast it as well. Oh, okay, well, so, you create the roster, I'll create the robster, and we're ready to go. Hey, I did not even... Wow, that, that didn't even enter my head. Well done, Rob. I, I think that the best way, or at least the way I'm going to do this, Rob, you don't have to do it this way because, again, we're, we're always coming at this from, like, slightly different from, like, a comic and a movie approach. So I'm just going to go for... And again, this is completely off my head, so I'm probably going to take a bit for this. But I'm going to just use my X-Men as in the original X-Men. So the OG5 X-Men. So basically Iceman, Cyclops, Jean Grey, Beast and Angel. I would love if the MCU, I would absolutely love it if they took a kind of a Spider-Man approach the way they did Spider-Man. As in they don't have to tell the origin story again. Can we just like... Just yeah, straight in. Yeah, straight in. The X-Men yeah. are already there. Like I would just, I, I don't need to see the kind of origin makeup again. I know we haven't really seen it properly on screen, but I just, I would just rather see it as they're the team. Yeah, well, they've done, it, they've done it successfully in the sense that there have been two. What am I saying? Actually, there have been a lot of, I suppose, standalone ones, but not for every character in the MCU. Like if you think of the Avengers Endgame sort of ensemble at the end, you know, lots of those folks that get like a fair bit of screen time are just, you know, they just kind of come into play just throughout other characters' films. So you could just blend in the X Men. That way as well. Also, I should say that the reason we were very keen to do this topic was because that question was so neatly timed with a bit of casting rumoring that was going around in the form of just in the rumor mill, Ross, your favorite kind of mill. There's those whispers, there's mutterings of Shia LaBeouf being cast as Iceman. So that's what set Jesus off this. I we'll get to that in a sec. But that, that's kind of set off this whole, this X-Men casting buzz again. Literally that came in just there a day or two ago. So, but anyway... Um, I totally get where you're coming from. You want to go with the original. Uh, I kind of have a list here of just the general guys that we know for both the movies, but also it does sort of blend in with the standard um, original X-Men and certainly those that you would have seen in the animated series. So I think we so, got we got a good we got a good few characters we can kind of hash out here. Before we jump into that, I just want to talk about Shia LaBeouf because he, like, I mean, he just ruins everything I love. Of course, <laughs> you know full well I'm a Transformers fan, and he is the worst thing. Well, one of the worst things about those films. I hate him. He was in Constantine. 
which is, look, it's a much better comic than it is a movie. But you know what? It's also a very good movie. But he is in that as well. He's Look, he's not the worst thing about that, I guess. But still, not great. He just likes touching franchises of things I like and ruining them. So I would <laughs> he hate... He likes touching things you like and ruining them. Yeah. You, oh, you heard me. <laughs> oh, I heard you. He was also originally supposed to play um, Yorick in Why the Last Man movie. And like, there's still casting rooms. I heard him. that when that was coming God, out. He would yeah. be I'm so glad he wasn't in it. He would have again ruined <laughs> that too. So I just look. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. He was also in um, what was it? iRobot. Same kind of character as is sort of Transformers. Just that kind of. He's always, but certainly in that sort of era of films, he was kind of playing this guy in his late teens, early twenties, and it was just always just frantic, kind of greasy, slobbery, kind of just running around the place. Um, slobbery what a great description uh, he's always spitting and fluttering and he is cursing. always there is always it's stuff annoying. in his mouth um, <laughs> not that I'm paying that much attention to it um, actually you'd love this and hate it at the same time uh, there's a super cut online of the amount of times he says no 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 in the Transformers films and <laughs> that, that is sounds hilarious <laughs> astonishingly lengthy <laughs> first fucking you're like yeah wait he doesn't say that much does he literally every sentence either starts or ends with no 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 no. it's it's incredible like that's just how that's just his fallback line when he's in those because obviously michael bay is just like listen shia we're gonna there's gonna be a big explosion and you just kind of run and say whatever the fuck you want (laughs) what what a beautiful marriage of of crew and and cast for you for the transformers films what a dream (laughs) you must really it's genuinely not something I'd ever thought of until you literally just said it. But he says, no, 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 no. So much. All the time. In those films. All like, the time. You probably got paid. Like, oh no, you get paid per word. As in, if you said the word no once, that's it. It's done. Yeah, yeah. That's you. It's one dollar. Not per, not, not the amount of times you say it. It's not a frequency thing. It's, it's, it's literally one and done. And he's like, oh shit. Well, I'll just start spitting again. That was his, that was his approach. Well then, so now, so because you said the Iceman character. Yeah. Okay. We start so, there. Yeah, and, and I'm I'm sorry, but I have got so because I want the X Men to be, as I said, already established. So maybe the ones like Scott Summers not to be a little bit older, which I'll yeah, get yeah, in that a second. Make, that makes sense. Yeah, but Iceman was always still the kind of a kind of a kiddish character, so a younger character. So, and this is inspiration striking me like lightning from above. I would like Iceman to be played by none other than Steve Me. Harrington from Stranger Things himself, Joe Cle- Ke- Keary, is that Neary? Neary? Is it Joe Neary? Neary? Jo- Joe, Keary, Keary. Joe Keary. Joe Keary. Joe Keary. Now, now, I'm sorry, but that is that is inspired casting. Oh, what, that you came up with that? Oh, that I came up with it. Oh, completely. Just off the what back. are you talking about? I've seen that everywhere. <laughs> really? Yeah. I, I've oh. seen a couple of places for Joe Keary being like pegged as the guy... Um, hand on my heart I had, I had, I have not seen a thing about it but that what is, age is he though it's a, well look it, does, it doesn't even matter what age it's because he has that kind of vibe the youthfulness him, I know? guess no youthfulness. I, I I totally get that I, like he's definitely a good one I, I'm struggling to look past the hair but I'm sure they can cut that back but um, no I, I think that's that's a good call I like the idea as well of not having someone mega mega famous someone just being able more entry level you know, has a few has a, you know has some good stuff under their belt, but I suppose he's mega famous because of Stranger Things. But he's that that's you know supporting character stuff. But yeah, he's not like he's not Hollywood movie mega mega famous. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what a what a precise system we've got going on here. But look, it's, it's the truth. <laughs> it's the truth. No, I like that. I I always think this is a kind of a personal one for me. When I saw that Shia LaBeouf thing, I was like, that is such fucking bullshit. He, 
<laughs> what a terrible, what a terrible decision that would be. Like he's like, what age did I think Iceman is? First off, and what sort of universe would would he be playing Iceman? Isn't is Iceman much older than anybody? Else? I don't know. I would. I can't see the sense of any of it. Oh no, maybe maybe that their version interpretation of Iceman is that he gets the moisture for his ice by spitting all the time. Maybe that's why. Ah, no, 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 no. Yeah, oh, so <laughs> stupid. I like and like you need someone milder. I feel to play someone like Iceman. Like he's he's kind of that. <laughs> I said instead of saying Iceman, I said Iceman. <laughs> Iceman, Bill Iceman. <laughs> but you know, someone just just with a bit of a. A softer touch in terms of their approach to acting, as opposed to this shouty carnage that we get from this. I honestly could not understand why they'd be interested in casting him for that. And look, Iceman's supposed to be the quippy kind of. He's very, he's very cocky. He's kind of a cocky kind of, you know, come back quick quips, yeah. all that. A bit of inexperienced, but he's kind of actually an omega level mutant, so he's terrifyingly powerful. But mm. he just just hasn't unlocked it yet, and he kind of never really does. But I don't know. I think Steve Harrington, as I keep on that, but anyway, joke here. I think he could really harness that kind of cocksure attitude about him. You know what I mean? Mm. But a smarmy but likable because that's what he was in Stranger Things. He was really smarmy, but he was likable. Yeah, and I think as well the reason I I'm so precious about this casting over lots of the others is because he for me has always been both underused in the films, but he's got one of the most. But I think he's the most interesting sort of power set. Like it's specific, but also really flexible in terms of what he can do, which I love the idea of. And like visually, it would be incredibly interesting. We've de- I've definitely said this before. I think on this. Um, and just, you know, the way he can kind of manipulate it and, like, the sort of the set pieces you could build out of his power specifically could be so interesting and fun. Like, he was wasted in the other films. Like barely used. Oh, completely. Effectively. The only bit I can remember from him in the other X-Men films is there a bit where, like, he grabs into Pyro's arms and, like, freezes the lighters on his arms. That was the most impactful ice moment I remember from his Five, what four films he appeared in from X Three? Weirdly enough, yeah, that that tells that says it all, doesn't it? <laughs> and you know what? There's a comic by Rick Remender on Kenny X Force. There's an uh, there's an Iceman from an alternative universe, a really screwed up, messed up universe, and he's outrageous. He's a bad guy, and he's fucking crazy. Well, give Shia LaBeouf that one then. Okay, Rob, give me give me a cast or or an act, actor you want as a cast member. I thought well, I thought Josh Hutcherson would be a nice Iceman as well, potentially. I think he's kind of got that chip on his shoulder as well he's the guy from the hunger games i'm very glad you said who he was because i'm like who you know the you know the kind of short he's in he features in a lot of stuff he's in zathora and other bits and pieces like you'd see him a lot but you might just forget his name oh, i do know that guy yes do you know i think i do, that, I, do, I, do. I think that he, he would have that similar kind of edge edginess kind of charm smarminess that i kind of like that was my kind of pitch i thought he was interesting potential and again, he's not he's not a hugely known character either, like a new an actor like. Yeah, I think he is famous because of the Hunger Games, but again, he wasn't the lead in that. Like yeah. I, it was clearly like Jennifer Lawrence that took all that fame, which he's probably grateful for because that sounded like mania. But um yeah, no, I just thought that was an interesting one. I think he would be he kind of similar to Joe Keery has that kind of uh, subtlety that can kind of make him charming but cheeky, that kind of that nice blend. The right fit versus fucking Shia LaBeouf. What the like? Seriously, it's 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 it is the worst. And um, <laughs> okay, I really want to get this one because I think this is so. Look, Scott Summers, Cyclops is one of my favorite X Men. Always has been. Yeah. Now, I actually thought he was the the the, the actor. James Marsden. Actually, really, I really like James Marsden. What a He's, what a waste of a perfect casting. What a waste. But. You want to cast an actor as somebody who needs to be determined. I want Scott Summers to be portrayed properly as a proper leader. Tell me what you think of this. Just off the bat, Jake Gyllenhaal. 
Oh, ooh. You're talking about a man with intensity. You've seen Nightcrawler. That I guy know. can do intense. Well, then, that's problematic because there's a Nightcrawler in the X-Men universe. Hey, nice. Again, didn't but, even think of it. What's happening here? I'm supposed to be the comic guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. That, that I'm is the odd. comics guy. You're the comic guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I've been <laughs> role reversal of the day. Oh. Anyway, listen. Well, the problem there is Jillian has already been in the MCU. I completely forgot about that. I not not that it's not a good casting. I just, that obviously would render him not a good fit from there. Yeah, approach. I guess. But you could argue that look, he's gonna have visors on his eyes the whole time. So technically, uh, so yeah, don't know who he is. <laughs> you know what I mean? So technically, you're never gonna see. But you know, yeah. Hey, I Scott, why don't you ever take off those those glasses? Because my eyes. No, no, you can put on just the regular shit. No, no, no. The visor stays. <laughs> you shut on. your goddamn mouth. That's what. <laughs> why you've got a face mask on as well? We we've never seen your. No, just stop asking questions. All right. Just do, do, do you have a Do you have a Scott Summers in mind? Um, I was struggling with this one to be honest. Um, I John Krasinski crossed my mind, but I know he is a fan you know favorite what? for Me, yeah, Fanta- Mr. Actually, Fantastic. But I thought he, I think he could still do a very good Cyclops, though. He crossed my mind as well. I think he would be a better Cyclops, maybe than he would be. I don't think he'd be a great Mr. Fantastic. I can't see it. I can't oh, see can, him doing yeah. Mr. Fantastic. And because he's kind of got buffed for for. Uh, Jack Ryan, I think yeah. that's where he'd be better. He'd be a better Cyclops because Cyclops is also like a kick-ass fighter. Like so. Mm. Well, there's there's John, so I think yeah, he's definitely got the potential. I think he's got the sort of the that tall, slim build and kind of he, he kind of just has the sort of the face would suit. I think a Cyclops, and I he definitely carry the the acting element of it. So I was thinking of you know uh, Garrett Hedlund, the guy from Tron Legacy. You know the lead guy in that. Oh my god! Oh my god! That's that's a very good shout. I thought that was a sort of you know. A less on the nose pick. Randomly, you said Tron. By the way, you you, you heard that there's a, a third Tron coming out with Jared I, Leto. I oh, yeah. already just ruined my interest in it. Just right there, <laughs> throw, throw it out, get rid of it. Done, Dunzo. Oh my god, yeah. He, I again, I maybe they they think these actors will you know get people to buy tickets, but you know because they're like oh well if Jared Leto's in it I have to go see it. But I don't I don't get his appeal at all to either fans or. Crew, <laughs> I, honestly, I never, never casting have. folks. Yeah, I don't know. Like, not that he wasn't good. Like, obviously, his launch, his real launch pad was the was Dallas Buyers Club, and he was great in that. Like, he transformed, but that doesn't mean you're brilliant in everything. Nor should you be casting everything. And he'll take it too seriously. He'll start like I don't know. If he, he'll 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 end up like I don't know, entering a clone of himself into a computer just so he can say that he lived Tron in real life or some bollocks. Send, send sending broken arcade machines with his semen in it to other <laughs> cast members or something. I don't know. <laughs> That's so spot on. He'd 100 do that, but um, <laughs> yeah, we need to get out of this pit. We need to get out of this pit. Okay, we got next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, uh, sorry. Uh, yeah, Jean okay. Grey, Jean Grey. We'll go from Cyclops to Jean. What do we think? Do you have any? Do you have a one for this? I because... do have one. I do have one. Go for it. I think um, I don't know if you know this actress, but Evan Rachel Wood from Westworld. I thought I think would be really good as that. So she plays um one of the main characters. Are you, have you watched Westworld? I have not, but I well, actually know her. Yeah, she's the blonde uh character in the in the she's one of the robots in the she's the the main robots they kind of follow in in this the series but um she's excellent i just feel like she'd be again not mega famous but has that she like absolutely knocked out of the park from like just a performance standpoint and i just think she'd make it uh, interesting she'd be very layered like she, i watching her in that westworld show i thought was incredible because of how you she was you know she'd go from sort of playing this robotic form to just being like a western character it was kind of unbelievable i think she's got the chops to be gene and she just kind of has that that sort of look that would suit it, I think. And does she have does she have like a leading presence? Because I would I would love like Jean is so integral 
to the X-Men in the comics and the originals and she was like she's oh she could carry it good she could definitely carry it oh yeah yeah. I I want to see and like so so the original when I was thinking about this first that's what kind of got me thinking I was like is it do I just look for a character like an actress who I believe can absolutely like knock it out of the park uh, knock it out of the park yeah 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 that's why I was originally like I was leaning towards Emily Blunt but again I'm like fair I okay that had crossed my mind as well but then are we just doing are we, I, I was thinking though is that just uh, the easy option of the like who is a very very instantly famous female actress <laughs> See, I can think of I, I totally agree with you because I was just trying to avoid that just I was like can I find not that the people we're picking aren't obviously very well known but just not the absolute obvious super famous people that you see in everything anyway so i totally so, so i i do so i have one that i was thinking of then a great actress actually and if you're talking about physicality and stuff like that do you know mackenzie davis the name rings a bell you you so, describe your situation there and i'll i'll, I'll google her so here. mackenzie davis was uh grace in the recent terminator dark fate movie and she was excellent in it. oh film I sorry yeah, yeah. She, she was despised that film, but she was yeah. excellent in that and she really really carried that film actually and i really think she has the presence the star power and she was also in blade runner it was a very small role but she was very affecting in it so i really really think that she would be a great and again if you're thinking about somebody who's not quite at the peak of their hollywoodness but is on that trajectory i think that's the kind of person you need to look towards i actually genuinely think that she could, she's the kind of person who could have a breakout role in this film and kind of steal it, if done correctly. Like, but hmm. again, they need to do to do Jean properly because Jean, again, I know I said earlier on the Iceman in the comics is like the most powerful, but Jean is the most instant, instantly powerful because of her power set and her telekinesis and her tele, you know, all that. It's kind of yeah, I know she what can you just mean. do a crazy amount instantly, but. I don't know. I just think there's there's a lot of potential here for for different for different actresses and actors to do well. Mm. No, I like that approach. That's a good call. I, I like those two. They're just two like well known, but like not obvious. I think in comparison to maybe some others. All right, who else we got? Who, who are we doing? Okay, you're gonna laugh at this one, and maybe and look, this is a with a bit of a left field one. My next two are left field ones. So okay. next one is he was actually in X Three. The, the character was Angel. He's a very small role. He I oh yeah, yeah. He, yeah he's the guy who has Angel wings basically. Yeah yeah. So he in the comics is this like really Roaring Worthington deterred, very, very rich, very aristocrat, very, very upper class and very like he's very snobby and stuff like that. So very pretty boy, really, really image obsessed in that. I am going for Robert Patterson, Robert Patterson to be that role. I think, I think <laughs> it's the role he was born to play, to be honest. His physical. He does look like an angel, to be fair. Doesn't he? I, I think, I know he looks he's like got you. got cheekbones. I, I get that, but... Uh, you nah, can be I, as you can be a stunt double for when they need it for those roles. Yeah, when they're just launching me off rooftops. Like, yeah, pretend, we, you, pretend you can fly. Uh, all right, I guess, I guess I'll participate. Here's the drunk here. scene. Can you can you do this? Oh, I can oh, handle you, it. Oh yeah, I can do that. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, I, I I actually didn't consider Angel as part of it, so that's the only one we're gonna have to go with for now. But wait, did I see something a while back about they were trying to go a bit left field with Angel and like they were thinking about Dev Patel? I don't really have an opinion on it, but I don't know whether that's something that would well, appeal to Well, I, I was saying to you earlier, I was watching the newsroom. He's very good in that. A dev? Yes, yes. Oh, okay. Uh, he's a great actor. I, I think he's he a great actor. And he has the kind of, he has a lot of grace about him, so. Hmm. Because well, I warned, I'm trying to describe Warren Wardenton. I'm trying, like, he is very, he's very I know what quiet. you mean about yeah. the image obsessed and how that could relate to Robert Pattinson. But I can see how time, that lines up. He is very physical now, though, after the lighthouse and stuff like that. He's done some indie darlings. And obviously, he'll be doing Batman, so... He's going to be a tank. 
and to be fair, I suppose you don't want to see him. In every, it'd be odd to see the guy who plays Batman to then go back and play like a, a lesser character. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it'd be odd. He's at that stage of his career, I guess. So there is, there is, right? How about a beast? Do you have a beast in mind? This is I, this one I struggled with. Uh, okay, I've got some good fun to have with this one. Excellent. Okay, here we go. So first off, I kind of thought I was like, who's Beastie? I thought maybe Benicio del Toro. <laughs> so let me explain. <laughs> Oh, that's interesting, do you actually. He, do you he played the Wolfman. Do you remember that? He was basically a beast with Anthony Hopkins. The two oh of them were fighting. God. <laughs> okay, that's a, that's a left field reference right there. Well, is it? I, I was like, maybe maybe Benicio del Toro because he's just odd. And it's actually kind of tough because Kelsey Grammer was perfect as that casting. I thought oh, he, he was, was really oh. good. Certainly as like a later, you know, a later in years beast, you know, a guy who's kind of settled into his life as the guy and he was like a politician and stuff. So if we're going with that era, I think Benicio Del Taro could work. If we're going younger, I was thinking someone short, stumpy, kind of beastie, Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, ooh, okay, I'm not... <laughs> I am not so sure I can see that now. I'm going, that's the one, the one so far that I'm like... That's your veto. You get to veto ooh, them if you want. That's, that's your veto. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> oh, that reaction. Ooh. It's so, so visceral. See, he's not, he's not, he's not, I suppose, but then Beast, uh, yeah, I suppose. But see, Beast at first, anyway, but I suppose this is when he's going to be Beastly, so you're not really going to see the actor. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, to be fair, I, not that he, I know it's kind of hard to look away from the mega fam that is... Harry Potter, but he's done great stuff in recent years by kind of going it back into like theater and doing mm. a lot of indie films and kind of TV shows, almost to you know intentionally step away from that Harry Potter limelight. So I thought maybe we could weasel his way back into a franchise with something like Beast because it wouldn't be a major role, I think, in the whole scheme of things. No, Beast definitely wouldn't. And like I said, I, I I really struggled with that. Like I mean, the only thing I have written in front of me here is Tom Hardy, and I'm like, that's that's not going anywhere, Russ. No. <laughs> Um, but I also thought maybe Jeffrey Wright. So the, you know the guy who plays um, the CIA equivalent of Bond in Casino Royale. He plays Felix something. Oh you yes, yes, Wright? yes. He's he's actually he's, he's Commissioner Gordon in the new Batman film. Oh my God, you're right. It, that's that's that is excellent casting. How about that? That one? is absolutely one hundred percent. I'll take my veto of away of Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, okay. Then. We can bin Dan at Jeff. Yeah, that is right. excellent bin, casting Dan. actually. There you go. Okay, great. We did that it. That voice. Because even thinking about it, a lot yeah, of... Yeah, he's got the gruffness and he's got... Like, he is just much older, which is why I was like, it depends on where we want to go with it. But if you do want a more established beast, I think he would be excellent at it. Because he's got great presence, that guy. And he's just got the voice and the temperament. Wow, that's a freaking great shout, that is. There you go. Oh, delighted with that reaction. Woo! Oh, wow, I'm really... Because I'm actually in my head. I can see... Even can the see beast him. from the old '90s animated cartoon series had that voice. Was even like that. That, that his, his his um what's his name? Uh, Jeffrey Wright is the is that Jeffrey Wright. Wow, I can actually hear him. I can hear him talking, and I can hear that be beast saying it. That's that is inspired casting, Rob. Well done. <laughs> that is my Robert Pattinson for Angel talk. Right. That yeah. Is there my, you go. Steve yeah, Harrington yeah. Right there. A little well bit off beaten track. Is I like it because it's not as obvious. It's certainly not. But Jesus, that's perfect casting, and he's very good. He was in um. Oh, I always forget that when it was the sequel, well, the pseudo-sequel to Moon um, on the train with Jake Gyllenhaal as well. Oh, uh, Source Code. Source Code. Very good film as well. And he's no, in that it's too. it's great fun. He's also uh, one of the main characters in Westworld. Not to that I'm leaning heavily into that, but that did inspire it. But he is class in that also. So, like, he's abs- he's got the credentials. I, I know, by the way, we said we can't pick two act- an actor who's already in the... the, the ah, well, no, I'm just saying that's a consideration. Though, 
Chris Evans was both Captain. I know it's not MCU, but he was both Captain America and and Johnny Storm. So, I know. You know. You know. Just to say that. Well, I know, but not the same universe. Not very. Not the same. So universe. that's that's the whole point. At the end of the day. All right. Fine, Rob. Fine. But listen. Poo poo my Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay, I'm just saying he was in a recent one as well, which is what people would struggle with. Um, like I've one, like for example, um, actually, just very quickly, you mentioned Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy's Wolverine. That's who you put as Wolverine. Surely. He'd be a very comic accurate Wolverine. Yeah, small Wouldn't as well. He? He's, he's got he's the kind of short, shortness, kind of gruff, built yeah. like a tank. He's gruff. Because I he can definitely do the like. <laughs> exactly. Times. Have you seen him in um? Oh, what's it called? Warrior. Yes. Oh, good God. Yes. That's basically like just put him in fur, and that's basically Wolverine in the cage. That's what that and is. Usually, he wears a mask on his on his mouth. This time, he'll wear a mask everywhere else but his mouth. So it's <laughs> yeah. like a like an Inception thing, you know. <laughs> and he was in that too. And there you go. There you go. I I thought that'd be interesting. Uh, I don't know if you've any purpose for Wolverine. I just think he has the kind of like it's very hard to follow Hugh Jackman of all the castings. Like specifically, like he's created quite a legacy. Yeah. But I think, you know, Tom is famous enough and has the build and kind of the... the, the, the he's a bit untapped, so like... They, they, <laughs> need, they need to go comic with Wolverine. That's how you do it. You yes. need to go comic. That's what I was thinking. So. Short, stout, aggressive. Like a Guinness, like, sorry. Like a good pint. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey! Um, what do you think? Have you had any uh, inclinations for Wolverine? I d- didn't even consider Wolverine, honestly. Oh. So, because I was, I was sticking with real, as I said. I was going comic, original... The original five. I have one bonus one if you want to hear that. Yes. Um, and I again, I think this is very good casting. And you know, Kitty Pride, who was obviously Ellen Page in the originals. Yes. So, Alison Brie. Oh. From, from Glow and Community and stuff like that. The original uh, Kitty Pride, the way she was portrayed, I think Alison Brie would be excellent in that role. Do again have a, a little bit older, a little bit, but she's your. That's fine. She's if, if she's an established one, she's definitely got the personality for it. Yeah, and she's the character you follow. She's your point of view character. Like, oh mm. my God, Haley Steinfeld Jubilee just came at the top of my head, just came out there when I. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I was thinking Jamie Chung for Jubilee, actually. Do you remember choosing uh, Dragon Ball? I'm not sure if you watched that Dragon Ball Evolution, but she's, I didn't, she's I didn't very good. I watch Dragon Ball. So um, I have no idea who But I know, is. I can I'm see Haley. say yes. I could say Haley Steinfeld is that, actually. That's good. But I also, for Kitty Pride, I had, I was thinking, to lean into the Stranger Things stuff, I was thinking you're the girl from Stranger Things. Oh, yes, actually. See, see I really hate her Stranger Things character, so I'm finding it hard uh, to look beyond that. You know the, <laughs> oh, I'm looking her up here. There's Talia Dyer, I think is her name. But um, I think she has, I, like she's got the the youthfulness and the the sort of the build and kind of has that look. Yeah, that it is I think would suit Dyer, like a yeah. newer, like a like it depends. To your point, I guess now it depends on what era of Kitty you're going for. Because is she much later in her X Men career? Is she slipping and sliding through all sorts of walls? What's she doing these days? Or is she just discovering? Because she's got a fun power of someone who's kind of struggling to get used to it because she just gets stuck in like walls and stuff like that. That, um, that is quite so it, true. It, it depends where you land on it, but uh, I love how we've been like rifling through these. Um, characters with the assumption that people know who they are like Cyclops Jean Grey well I mean look I, th- I, I think everybody kind of know because they've seen the films everybody Kitty Pride is the what is it Shadowcat is that her name Kitty Pride was called Shadowcat yes nice. I'm going done. For, well, uh, to be fair I'm cheating this isn't from a comics books understanding this is from do you remember the, the cartoon X-Men Evolution I love yes. that show yes. I thought it was really good she was one of the main ones in that wow that's actually that's an interesting uh, one to go from oh yeah Jesus 
yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, who else we got? Who else we firing out? I we got some. Come on, I know you got some gems left in there. I, 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 I there's only one other one, but as I said, I did the originals. I kind of there's one that will forever piss me off, to be honest, because is it is it Josh Holloway, sire from Lost? Is that his name? I think it is. You know the the long blonde haired guy. Yes. Yeah. 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 The, it'll forever piss me off that he was not able to play Gambit. Uh, Gambit. I've never seen a man more born to play a role in my life than that guy. It'll just forever piss me off. such a good call. That's outrageously good. It's such a good call. It's funny because I have, beside my gambit here, just give Taylor Kish a proper chance. That's what I'd written down. You know what? Yeah, I'm okay with that. Because I thought he was... Like, I know we got him for a split second in... um, What was it? A fucking... Wolverine Origins or whatever it was. It was. Wolver- Wolver- yeah, Wolverine. X-Men Wolverine Origins or whatever it's called nowadays. I thought he had the look and the kind of the timbre down. I was enjoying... I was like, that's not bad. Now, to be fair, oh. though, now that, now that you've said Josh Holloway, though, now I cannot unthink that. That is obviously the, the optimum choice. That's the perfect he, choice. He was literally born. He was born to play the role. Like He does that really cool stunt in Mission Impossible 4 where he jumps off a building with a backpack with, a, with an airbag in it and lands on his back. That's is his. he in Mission Impossible? I haven't seen Mission Impossible 4, so there you go. Oh, he, yeah, he's in it. Well... Not not a major character or anything, but yeah, he's a nice little moment in it. So I I, I only have because I was I look Patrick Stewart has forever ruined me. Like do you do you have a do you have a few orders you want to go through or because I only have one order that I have I, I have about. a couple for Professor X if you want to do that one. Go for it because I don't have any. Go for it. Okay, yeah. To be fair, it's very hard to look past. Patrick oh, Stewart. I have one that just came to my head, but go for it. Uh, so originally I thought I'd absolutely bloody nailed it. I was like, who can you pick? But Stanley Tucci, that's who you pick as Professor X. I think he would be excellent because he's one of my favorite actors oh, just full wow. stop. Problematic, however, because as I wrote it down, I realized he plays the German scientist from Cap 1. Yeah, but... Yeah. But, so what do you think, though? Separate that. to that, what do we think as he, of his as a potential to replace Stanley Tucci Patrick's? is an incredible actor. Oh, he's, a, he's impossibly good at basically everything. Almost saves the Transformers movie by himself. Oh, he's so good in that, actually. I came by himself. Do, 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 the amount of actors in those films is insane. It's John Malkovich is in that film. Anyway. Jesus Christ. But anyway, he is actually would be a very, very good. Yeah, it's pity he's already in it, actually. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Uh, Erskine. Erskine. But, um, yes, that's the name. Look at Damn, that. I Captain forgot America, about that. even you, the scientist. But um, God, that would be... That's a, that is a good... That is a I good think call, he'd be actually. good... Because he can play anything, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, um, I thought he could... Yeah, he has. He looks the part for sure, the right build. But obviously, he's just an incredible actor. So I don't know why you wouldn't put him. That's in the thing. Any he could film. actually because he would as as Professor Xavier. He would need to pull off. But here's the thing: in this film, because I want him a little bit older. You know what? I maybe even want him out of picture. I want him to be like in the comics. Maybe gets a little bit disgraced. Maybe the X Men are going on their own under Scott's leadership. Cyclops is taking the reins. Oh, he's trying to like maybe that. win them back, win yeah. them over, Come or back even to me, maybe. Scott. Maybe Hello. he's the kind of bad guy or something. I don't know. I think Ooh. there is a rich tapestry they can weave with these characters. And I think the MCU is the place to do it. Mm. I was also thinking Mark Strong for Professor X if you went for a younger version. Oh, I can see that. Yeah, not, he, not... yeah maybe, maybe definitely a younger version. But yeah. keep it British and keep it bald. Keep it British and bald. And there's the Matthew Mark Vaughan. Strong. The Matthew Vaughan keep it a British and bald for 50 years. You know yeah. it, baby. Yeah. You know it, baby. No more British and no more bald you will find. <laughs> Balderdash Maybe the guy from uh, the Crystal Maze Remember that Oh my Jesus Christ 
<laughs> There's our Professor Xavier right there. <laughs> oh my god, I need to look at this guy. The crystal that is that is an astonishing callback. How dare you just throw me into that? Oh my god. Amazing. Crystal amazing. <laughs> that show was incredible. Oh you've bloody nailed it. Based um, on no, Fort Boyard. Oh. That, that Stanley Tucci one. Ooh, that's going to be tough to be. See, the problem is now I can just not get past like baldness in my head. So I'm just thinking of Hal from Malcolm in the Middle or obviously from uh, Breaking Bad is probably the uh, the more realistic one. Oh, Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston. He is on my... I've been down for a character, actually. Oh, really? I had him as maybe as a potential Magneto instead because I had some Professor X options. Do you have any more Professor X options? Uh, no, just I had Mark Strong okay. and Sani Tucci. That was all I can think of. Do you know? Of. Do you know? He wouldn't be a bad Magneto. He's definitely got the, 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 the sort of the voice and the menace. He can definitely do that, like Brian Cranston. I think he can. And he's imposing. Oh, exactly. I think he can be a good. I think he could be a great bad guy there. Yeah, me too. Actually, that's actually a good. I wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't have thought that actually. But yes, I like it. There you go. See, like I'm telling you, I'm caught up with all these ideas. Okay, and... so so my, my, my last one is Magneto as well. It's my last oh. one. And this is very left field, I guess. Well, not left field, but Michael Shannon, who was Zod from Man of Steel. Oh. You're, now, that's, sorry, this is your... Who are we saying this is for? This is Magneto. Okay, I can, I can absolutely see that. To be fair, can't you like? Because I look, he chewed the scenery in he Man was. of Steel. There'd be nothing he left. Was it, oh, he like I mean literally. They were like, "You cost us millions." You have. I will us. fight him. <laughs> That's him. But also, he's in the part with the best music in the entire goddamn movie when uh, Russell Crowe fights him, and this oh, just yeah, yeah, yeah. outrageous music, this out-fucking-rageous music comes on, Launch is the name of the title on the soundtrack, anyway, outrageous music comes on, and then it's just never never back in the film again, and you're like, what? But anyway, uh, yeah, I think he could do a good one, I can see him with the mask on, I can see him being angry, I can see him being like, you know, because Magneto is a, is a, he's a bit of a, as a villain, he's a bit of a scenery-chewing kind of, you know. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah no, so, let, let, him, let him loose, I say. Let him at it. I think yeah, I he could he could play it to it very well actually. That's that's a good call. I like that one, Michael I th- Shannon. I th- there was something about I saw it earlier and I was like, well, I didn't see it there, but I thought of it earlier and I was like, I'm not budging on that. I'm 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 actually decent with that. But mm. I'm just look. I'm not to not to to blow everything out of the water. I don't know, man. That beast one, Jesus, that voice in my head. I'm like, <laughs> that has to be done. That has to be done. Like, I think that Mackenzie Davis is Gene. I'm happy with that as well. Yeah, but 100%. that beast voice in my head. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I can hear it like. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's the good stuff there. You know, you've got it when you got the good stuff going. And look, Beast is going to have to do a lot of explaining. That's his role. You know what I mean? His scientific You want that sultry, yes, whiskey infused voice, just oh, like take you on a so journey, much. take you on a journey, a nice blue furry journey. There you go. You're off. Stanley Tucci is Professor X though as well. But anyway, it's a pity he's he's pity he's used. Yeah, he's used, yeah. so he doesn't qualify. By my own metric. Used goods. Used goods. <laughs> I've got one more for you very quickly. Go for Apocalypse. it. Apocalypse. Arnold Vosloo. Do you know who that is? Well, I obviously don't. <laughs> it's the guy who plays the mummy in the mummy films. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's I saw that on IMVD. It's like some comment of somebody who's like, they should just cast that guy as Apocalypse. I was like, who's this guy? I fell out of my chair laughing. 
it's the most random but pitch perfect casting for not Come really on. like obviously that's not a really a consideration who's looking at apocalypse they've already done him but i got such a laugh out of that guy <laughs> that's such a funny apocalypse <laughs> i mean look it wouldn't be it would be better than the apocalypse they picked so it's, it's uh, well it wouldn't be worse even though i like um i like what's his name uh paul Jonathan paul dameron oh what's his what is his name how do I never remember it? What Oscar is... Isaac. Ah, yeah, Jesus, you go. that's it. What a right. catch. Yeah, he's excellent. He's look, he's a really good actor. He's so good in Axe Machina. But Jesus, in uh, he was so wasted in Apocalypse. So, so wasted. Not drunk like, he was just wasted as an actor. And he <laughs> might have been also. He probably needed to drink to just get through all the, the makeup and the prosthetics. Like, like fucking hope he was wasted during that film. <laughs> that would explain how bad it was, along with everything else. Wow, so Rob, we, we, we took what, what... Also, okay, sorry. So... We might as well just make this whole episode about this because we're, we're already 45 minutes in. Oh, Christ. Where did that, where did that song go? So here is, here's another big question for you. All right. Okay, we have the cast. Ah, oh, Jesus. Who would you get to direct it? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Not prepared for this question. I need to think oh, about me, it. Oh, me neither in any way, shape, or form. So obviously I'm thinking someone like Matthew Vaughn, but he's already done it. You know, he already did X Men First Class. Yeah, I can see. Okay, that's an interesting one. But the problem there is that does his style fit in with the MCU style? I think he'd be, like, he'd be sort of. That's like trying to fit a square peg into a round hole because he has a very distinct. Yeah, very distinct. That's yeah, perfect comparison. The the problem with the MCU is that they rarely pick someone radical. I think the most they might have done there is uh, bloody Taika Waititi with Thor, and even that, with that they still reined him in. But they, they just let him u- loose on the humor bits. But like like the general kind of effects and kind of aesthetic was probably heavily informed by, you know, other folks on us. So like the problem with Matthew Vaughn is that he's, he likes his violence and his very distinct style. I thought he did such... To be fair, he was quite measured with first class. Hmm. He does like his gratuitousness, but that's the problem. He's off. I think he's off the board because of first class. And so I'm trying, like... I'm trying in my head... To think of someone who's done a kind of a nice, a nice ensemble a middle piece, yeah. Because I was thinking, and like obviously, you don't just want to get the use the Russo brothers again, like you know. Now, no, 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 good, you can't, you can't, yeah. you can't, you can't, you can't do that. Oh, in terms of ensemble, you could, you probably don't like him now as a choice, but we know he can have an ensemble. Is um, Ryan Johnson who did Knives Out and The Last Jedi? <laughs> look, I lo- look, Knives Out is an ex excellent movie one of the greats of last year actually it was a fantastic film yeah it's good fun right god damn it i got it i got it i got it who christopher christopher lloyd and christopher phil miller and christopher what's his name oh the uh, phil lord and christopher miller phil lord and christopher miller there you go the the bloody 22 jump street and the spider-verse boys remember we we had an off-air conversation about x-men before this was a while ago now and i was like look i need my x-men to be a bit a bit lively you know what i mean i don't want it to be so serious because that's what the x-men are they're all about family and unity and friendship and happiness in the face of all the oppression and stuff so i need my x-men to be a little bit jovial i think those guys can do serious but with a nice a nice healthy dose of okay. comedy and like look at something like jump street and all that you know what i mean or even the lego movie they are kind of like about big colorful casts so i don't know that's I think true could be a, they yeah. could do it they could, I think, again, though, that they're definitely going to be on the wackier, zanier side in terms of how they interpret it, because they like yeah, I mean, their... they got pulled from Star Wars. Ah, well, so did every director on that, on those films. They, unless you were J.J. Abrams, you didn't get a clean run at it. 
everybody that, that was too big a bleeding fish and originally i kind of had for a split second i thought of um damien chazelle because he's kind of got he's trying to cover a lot of different genres but i think he would be actually be terrible that's la la land isn't it yeah and and uh first man and uh whiplash yeah you're talking a very oh jesus god whiplash what a film and um, you were talking a very serious serious tone i think he would take yeah no he, he'd take it too seriously because he thinks he's the tits i've seen him yeah, in an interview that. and i was like god you are a cringe machine i mean um, look, watch la la land and you can tell he's a cringe machine it's a good film <laughs> but it it's is good. it's a bit long actually about I two found. hours too long exactly what i was going to say drew goddard the guy behind the martian i think he's done some stuff for daredevil as well the tv show on netflix I think he could be a little bit of a secret sauce in At the there. way Martian is done and everything to have a night, and like some funny music montages and everything. There's He's more a writer and producer, to be fair. Mostly a writer, but he has done some stuff. He's done... What is... I, I'm looking him up now because I can't remember what he's... Because what prompted me was he's done this film with bloody... Uh, oh, Chris Hemsworth in a, in a hotel with Jeff Bridges. <gasps> ah, Bad Times at El Royale. That's an ensemble oh. piece. And it's a really cool original story that he wrote, I think, as well. I think I think he could be a good shout because he's blended sci-fi sort of ensemble cast stuff, like he's and been it, involved in superhero stuff before. I and he's not to... absolutely huge yet either. You know what I mean? Like he has, yeah. He was one of the main writers on Daredevil. Fucking hell, I think he could do that. He didn't direct the Martian, though, did he? Uh, he wrote wrote the screenplay. Okay, Rid- thank Ridley God. Scott. Like, Ridley Scott. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right there. Yeah, no, I was just thinking of like who's again not the the obvious candidate yeah, and pick. not somebody who is a mega star act- yeah, director yeah. like because I mean I would be like just give the Steven Spielberg or something no, like that yeah, yeah. But... no 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 because then they'd all get divorced and it'd be too emotional and <laughs> just De- not his face it's not his that's not his wheelhouse he, he's not built for that you need somebody who's going to be uh, kind of loosey goosey as you would say oh there it is <laughs> <laughs> oh. what, Neil Blom- Blomkamp would he what about him? He's an Elysium no. District Nine. He's burnt. I, I look. I, I was the guy before District Nine came out. I was telling everybody about bloody watching the short film Alive in Johannesburg and everything on YouTube and how good it is and how amazing. <laughs> when that, when that film was coming out, I was like, trust me, this is going to be huge, amazing. District Nine is amazing. Every other movie he's made since then has just descended into absolute just ludicrousity. Like <laughs> speaking of Dev Patel, he was in their last one. Um, the chappy which was just terrible <laughs> terrible you jackman's in that as well and he, yes with a mullet yeah, very good in it all but <laughs> oh. with the goddamn the ant worst anyway um look here's the thing i don't know if there is an ideal an ideal director for them as such for this you know what i mean like i just maybe they need just some fresh blood get somebody from a tv series look that's where the guys from freaking uh Avengers came from the Russo brothers came from Community and Arrested Development. That's so, so true. Yeah, pull some pull some television directors. Honestly, I would just lean into my Westworld canon again. That the production and that like that that some of those shows are flawless. You got to be careful though because they have pulled some people into the into the big blockbuster realm from what they thought were big TV shows. Actually, there's a guy one of the main directors of Game of Thrones was the guy behind Thor two. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> So it doesn't always translate, but like that's you know that's that's a very specific case. See, I ju- I just want somebody who can I want I want to see all, all the characters get a bit of equal time. I want to see like I'd preferably see a small group again, maybe the original five, like I said. But I want to see everybody have a moment. I I I want to see the X Men done right. Yeah, I, really I know. Do, yeah, you know what I mean. Like because the problem was yeah they leaned too much into like Wolverine and Jean, and then they forgot about Scott and the other ones. So you're like, why would you do that? 
She even Beast didn't come into it till the third film. You know what I mean? Iceman. I mean, look, he was grand. He's in it, but he's he's barely in it. Like, barely you know, in it, I and like want, not you know, from a power standpoint. It's just like he's kind of more a vehicle for like some of the other characters to like have moments or conflict. There's not really stuff for him as much. Yeah. Boom! I got one. Travis Knight. Travis Knight did Bumblebee. There you oh. go. He has that. Have you ever seen? Cujo and the Two Strings. Yeah, man, I love this. Boom. The anime, the anime those films. films, yeah, those films both have heart. They have character. They have pace about them. That's that's there you go. That's well, my he's a great example of less is more because he took what was a completely that that, that the shambles that was the, the yeah, Transformers cl- franchise and like you know no 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 gave it a new skin with Bumblebee and that's a that's a Transformers pun by the way. But he was like he he knew that like by focusing on the relationship of just the you know her the girl and the, the the and bumblebee and just it it wasn't like effects laden he let the story kind of build nicely there's some great moments in there actually and he was true to the source material that's critical actually for this whole thing to your point especially if you want to like especially exactly and as long as shia labeouf is just not in it that's <laughs> that's hugely important that's i so don't important. care if none of our dreamcast makes it in just no shia labeouf well it has to be shia labeouf or cap, or sorry, it has to be a case that Shadow Buff is definitely in it, and Jeffrey Wright. If we get one say, we're getting Jeffrey Wright. That's what's happening. That's that. You know what? I, I'll even take put Shia Buff in it. Jeffrey Wright is beast. I'm okay with that. Ah, uh, no, I can't do it. I can't. <laughs> You're like I'm out. I'm out. I take I'm back out. my pick. Well, I think we've done it. We've should we send? We should might as well just box this up, this recording, and send it off to Kevin Feige, and he doesn't even have to do any work then. Now he has to listen to us ramble a bit, but uh, well, he all better the, enjoy the casting that. is there. And I think we've made it perfectly clear that he is an idiot if he casts Shia. And just listen to our recommendations. I there mean, look, I assume he already knows he's an idiot if he, if he, if he gets, gets Shia <laughs> on board. But look, um, <sighs> I think we have one last thing to do before we end the show, Rob. And that's, that's true. It's, our, it's the famous segment, the most random and completely the most unstructured part of the show. And that's saying something. And that's saying something, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it is hey Ross hey Ross look at these now, so off you go this is where I guess I'll, t- I'll tell people for people who don't know this is where I send Ross a random clip of something and he just has to try and explain what I've sent him and I try and keep it as weird or as unheard of as I can well touche on doing that good sir <laughs> because good God in heaven I don't even know how, how, how to describe this, uh, really. Give it a crack. So this is a... a I think it's... Is it a TV show? It's technically a film. There, there you go. Technically a film uh, called The Langoliers. Okay? The Langoliers. And The Langoliers. So I, I watched... Did that this, ring a bell, first of all? Did that title 100% ring a bell? 100% it did not. <laughs> so it's based on a Stephen King book. That's what I will say. Ah, okay. Still doesn't explain it. <laughs> it's basically a group of actors... I mean, they're just people. You'll recognize one or two of them. One is definitely the guy from Quantum Leap. Another guy... The pilot? The pi- no, no, no. The pilot is the guy from The Rock. That's who that is. He's like there's something Morse, David Morse, something like that. Anyway, uh, and then the guy who, from Quantum Leap who's like... Not the main guy, but the guy who keeps sending them back. Anyway, um, and like he's looking outside a plane and there's these ridiculously early CGI <laughs> monsters chasing them. And like... They're trying to run a plane and they're on a good on a runway trying to escape. There's a child with like blood pouring out of his mouth. And it's just like, what is this? It's, it's, oh, jeez. And it looks, it looks so bad. Like the blood looks so fake. It looks like they just put and, and ketchup the, on his upper lip and just went, the, that'll do. 
I, like this, I don't act in this scene, by the way, child. Just read this card. And he says something like, that's what I heard that the other person say. I, I just blood streaming from his mouth. It's so random. And then, like, the pilot, it's so funny because it's like, obviously, on, on screen, it comes up 150 miles an hour minimum to fly. And even though he's, a, he's obviously a trained pilot, he's just like, come on, up, 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 up. It's, and then the monster things that are chasing them fly towards the front to the cockpit. And he yes. just goes like, go away. And they just, for some reason, they actually just fly away. But <laughs> yeah, they, they, they eat, they eat the runway, which... The, the runway just falls to the like <laughs> where does it go I don't understand they just eat a bit of the runway and it just falls but like is there a gigantic chasm under the the, 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 the landing strip I don't anyway and then the plane takes off it's 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 ugh I, I don't actually know how I came across this man I, I have to really go down into the, the I don't even have to enter the dark web to get some of these clips for you but this one I saw it and remember thinking, this is so perfect for this conversation. I don't understand what's happening either, other than the acting is so laboured and <laughs> it's just terrible. The the bit, oh, I was I was so glad you called it, the, the bit where he tells the monsters, get, get out of here! And they just listen get to Get out him. of here! <laughs> but they do! They just fly away! And I'm like, what? What is he? Is he? Does he have the, the shining or something? Oh, and he's, and he's, and he's, he's clearly like not in like, obviously it's a set, a set. But there's no sense that the plane is actually moving. He just kind of bounced himself up and down on the chair. But also that caught about, like, why does the runway, like, they cut into, like, the runway. But why does it start, like, falling off this bottomless, like, what's... Into the, into the abyss. Like, yeah, what's yeah. under there? What is under there? Like, it was very unsafe to have a runway there in the first place. Also, the, the, probably the funniest thing about all this isn't even in the clip itself. It's that the YouTube video that you sent to me is called... Langoliers.avi Yes So obviously this was put up In like the heady days Of YouTube When it was like Four days old or something And people still call Their files like AVI and stuff like that Man Not only that But it's actually A screen capture Of an AVI player Yes Yes <laughs> You can see the bar At the bottom as well <laughs> Going across <laughs> It's so cool Oh, to fill people in I'm not sure What it's really about I didn't really research it Other than I, 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 I know it's a Stephen King book But this movie apparently is famous because the the CGI is legendary, legendarily, like so incredibly shit. Like it's these floating balls with kind of three sets of teeth that just kind of chomp at things. Kind of reminds really? me of the the heads of, of the the testicle guys from the Dimension episode, the Rick of, and Morty episode. And Morty. Oh wow, that is a that is a good shout. Yep. Um, and I wonder, did they genuinely like were they inspired by that? Because like they, I, it would strike me that they would know of that movie because it's so bad and that just as a nod to it they're like we're gonna make this guy look like one of the langoliers because and the reason that makes me think of it is because the story is that those people on the plane are in the air and when they land they land in, they've actually gone to another dimension somehow and they've landed in a world where these ball floating monster teeth things are so that's why the fact that it's a dimensional story makes me think that that's where the inspiration for the design it, it, it very well could have been actually how about that there you go um, I'm trying to find here because I just wanted to give a shout out because lots of people uh, got back to us about like favorite MCU films and all that. Of course, oh. can't find that now because uh, that would be useful. But I just know that uh, The Winter Soldier came up a lot. Oh, good. Because that's the right answer. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm glad to see The Winter Soldier come up like that. Age of Ultron, I think, came up a few times as well, which is oh, interesting. On. That is surprising. Yeah. But um, look, I'll, tr- I'll try to find it again and I'll give people proper shouts out maybe in our next episode because... Ah, okay. Next episode, we might actually get back to talking about... We have a few more 
kind of ones we should probably cover about kind of favorite different films mm. and very, very interesting kind of different superhero films and maybe non-superhero but comic book films too. So that's that's next time. So tune in for that too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But look, we, we were coming to the end. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Play bingo along with us. That's true. Are we, I, don't, I don't know if we delivered on it today. There's There has been a good few already and there's going to be a few more when you tell people, Rob, where they can find us. Uh, oh, you launched me into that one. Okay, here we go. Spotify, SoundCloud, Podtail, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Did I say SoundCloud? I did. What are the other ones? Um, oh, uh, Pod Nation on the Pod uh, Chaser uh, app. There's also the website, capunderstands.com. You can email us, but that's how uh, Jules, that's how he emailed us. Uh, that was at the lads at capunderstands.com. And then there's the Twitter, that's uh, at capunderstands also. So it's all kind of captain and understanding. Like, you'll find us. Yeah, don't worry, don't yeah, worry about you'll, that. You'll, yeah, you'll find you'll, us. You'll, 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 or we'll find you. There. Mark my words. I will find you, and I will kill you. Yeah, that's that's we can find us loads of places, guys. Thank, thanks again for, for for listening. Thanks again for tuning in, and let us know what you think of our X Men castings, and give us give us some of your thoughts. I want to, yeah, I need some more inspired examples. It's hard to like think of actors until somebody else says them. And you're like that. That's the one I should have thought about two weeks ago on that recording. That's that's a, this is gonna this is gonna plague me now for the next three weeks. One hundred percent will. But thank you so much, Jules, for the email. It was a really good topic and really timely because it came in with that Shia LaBeouf off. <laughs> yeah, it was unbelievable. I felt like I needed some uh, something to, to to pick me up after that. <laughs> but look, all that's left to say is that I've been Ross uh, and I've been Rob, and this has been. I understood that reference. Thanks so much for listening. Take care. Gang. Bye. What was that? What was that? Flop that you said at the start? Uh, On cloud nine. Tweetle, tweetle, something. Not giant. Tweetle, tweetle.